Hello. Hello. How you doing? Welcome back. Welcome back to the Wine About Birth podcast. We are three birth professionals. And best friends. And we are here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. It's not all glitter and rainbows. Or as we like to say, it's a lot more shit than giggles. I'm Kim Haynes and I work at a busy birth center. I'm Meredith Rout and I have a small home birth practice here in Winchester, Virginia. And I'm Jess McKee and I am a doula and a birth assistant. And a butt rubber. Whoop whoop. We it. did a whoop. It's been a while since we've done a whoop. We haven't done a whoop in a while. We've Thank you. <laughs> and now that it's happened, it's going to happen like 20 times. No, it's not. It's not going to happen. So apparently there's some curiosity. Look at that water pouring. <laughs> apparently there's some curiosity over the word. Oh, oh, yeah. really? We got a message. Yeah. No one ever us. wants to hear what I have to say, but suddenly I say and everyone's curious. I know. But you know what? I think it really is important that we don't talk about too much no. because we could have a little episode on it though technically i, feel I like do feel like it's very offensive the word could be offensive to some people well as the word fuck is not yeah or asshole <laughs> whatever <laughs> or country music so close God, I thought so we close got it for a second. whatever we'll just keep them guessing yeah but you know what's offensive to me what Circumcision. Uh, oh, bum, yeah. bum, bum. <laughs> and we're that's what we're here. This, and we're still not done okay, yet. Okay, can we start yes. today by talking about all these hottie McTotties we yeah, have at the table right now? Demon over there. We have men with us today. There's a lot of male energy in the room. It feels so a lot different than much. usual. Oz <laughs> okay, wait, hold on. I have to say, Oz won't let us acknowledge his existence, so it's hard for us to talk about Oz. But he's a man, too. Podcast, he's a man, and he's in the room all the time. You have like so cowboy for always being your consistent. Yeah. There's like cowboy hats and beards mm-hmm. in here. It's so many awesome. Beards. Flannel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is there's flannel and beards and, and cowboy hats. And Bud Light. The and Bud Light. A lot of Bud Light. There is a coffee cup with a penis on it as well. Yeah. Yes. We'll post a picture of that one. I'm drinking out of that. That's Jessica's. Yes. And mine says Richard, which we all know means <laughs> Dick. Yeah. And so, mine's Walter from Big Lebowski, which is my favorite. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves or do you want us to introduce you for you? Go for it. You got a well, nice voice. My name is Charles, and I am Kimberly's husband. Hey, Charles. He's, my, he's the hot hubby that we talk about all the time. Also known as Chuck. Also known as Chuck, and yeah. his biceps are out in full force today. Nice biceps, Just for Chuck. us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank so you. And who are you No one can there? hear you thank, because you got to thank the mic. Yeah. <laughs> he's nodding. Thank the mic. Thank Ready? the mic. Okay, who else do we have here? Hey, I'm Andrew. I'm uh, just a dude with a bunch of kids, and these... these uh, Awesome women right here served my wife and I in, in giving birth to them. We did. And you have we a, didn't do anything. And, and I have a penis, anything. and I have four sons with penises, and this is an important topic. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Also, you have a really kick-ass beard, yeah. so cheers to that beard. Cheers. Thank you. Do you I know what else it. is kick-ass? What? Your wife, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't even want to get me started. Yeah, I'm not going to. No. Do a show on no, my wife, No, please. we're not going to get you started. <laughs> <laughs> She's hot and amazing, and she mothers like 100 million children. Oh, yeah, we could and do a whole episode. Marielle, we that. love you so yeah. much. Hail to the queen! And also, there's another guy in the corner that says he's not talking. Yeah, get over like here. Oz get too, over here. Who Introduce also yourself. has an amazing beard. <laughs> also has an amazing beard. It's not that amazing. It Hi, is really amazing. I'm England. I do have no children, but I do have a penis, <laughs> yes. which is important. That's so, a, that's and we just little... discovered it was also mutilated. Yes, yeah. it was. We don't have any intact penises at the table here. We don't. But I we're don't we're gonna call one that's that's far away from the room today though but um the reason why we have all these men here is because um this is a topic about men and about their penises 
is and about their rights. And a lot of times you hear women talking about it, but we wanted to get the men's perspective on circumcision today. So thank you guys for joining us. Thank Cheers. you. The table is filled with beer oh, yeah, and we're at a new place wine today too. and beer nuts. We are. And jerky. Deer, deer jerky? No. It's yeah. beer jerky. So uh, instead of talking about what we did this week, I just wanted to give a little bit of uh, an experience I had because being a doula that works in the hospital, I usually uh, check out like two hours after the birth and I go home. Um, so I don't really get to see the postpartum experience that happens in the hospital, but I happen to help with a baby last night who didn't have anyone to stay with her postpartum. Oh, I did it again. I'm so sorry. Also, can we notch how badass Jess is that she's here sleep deprived and still yeah. like, telling us what to do? And I'm <laughs> wide awake this time. Kim is sleep deprived almost every time we Not do this. Not today. Yeah, but you're also like in charge. Like you're sleep deprived. Whatever. She's our charge. podcast god. Stop interrupting me. Sorry. sorry. See, she did it again. So anyway, um... So I, because this mom didn't, needed someone to stay with her in, in the postpartum room, I decided to spend the night with her there, which I don't ever get to see that side of the hospital because I'm gone by that time. Um, but I will say that it was like the first night after a baby's born, you're sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. Um, we had finally gotten to sleep at around 5.30. The baby fell asleep. The mom fell asleep. I fell asleep. Uh, the OB comes into the room, wakes her up out of a dead sleep um, and says, just asks her how her recovery is going and she's barely awake. She's like, wait, huh? I don't know. I haven't had one yet. I haven't slept. What? And then she proceeds to say, do you want your son circumcised? And the mom says, wait, no, then Jess sprung up. I did not. Full awake. I did not. (laughs) I I sit on the corner, in the corner, listening to what's happening. And the mom says, "Uh, I I don't know. I get nervous about this. And the doctor goes, well, you don't have to do it. And she's like, "Um, I don't know. Okay. And she's like, well, do you want to sign the consent forms or not? And the Back mom's off. like, I guess, I guess I'll off. think about it some more. Snap decision. But my point in saying this is that... So she did give herself more time, though. Snip she did. decision. But, <laughs> but Thank you. I don't ever get to see that kind of, like, how it can be. Like, why would you come in at 6 in the morning and ask a mom who fell asleep a half an hour ago if she wants her son circumcised? Which is a decision that's made in three seconds that's going to affect him for the rest of his life. And then, even when she says she's nervous and she doesn't know, you don't offer any information or informed... I was going to say, where was the informed consent no, There was no information. Design. There wasn't even, like, do you have any questions I can answer for you? So she didn't even have the paperwork to, like, say, here the risks and the benefits. No, nothing like that. It was just like, do you want it done? I'll go get the informed consent. What in the actual Or I'll go hell? get the consent forms. But it's just like, there's a lot of pressure surrounding that. So I, I'm surprised that anybody that goes into the hospital unsure of what to do comes out. I mean, I feel like if, if that happens, you're going to come out with a circumcised baby yeah. just because of the how it feels. Well, like that story last week I said where they did it without even getting consent first. Yeah. So, yes, I'm tired. Um, I stayed up all night. There was a baby last night. Um, But we're going to talk to some men about their experiences. We're going to talk to them about their penises. Yeah. Yeah. and uh, What an amazing opportunity. What a great opportunity. I mean, one of them I'm related to, so that's a little awkward. 
I mean, as England is my brother. You guys are England, so yeah, say, we I talk mean, about like, everything. It doesn't really matter. Not a new conversation topic. <laughs> he is also your brother that posts pictures of his ass all over the world. All oh, over if you world. haven't Every seen it, you should look at it. It's amazing. Of the world. Look at Brian England on Facebook. It's of his ass. Phenomenal. <laughs> it's yes, one of my favorite things it. in the world is Brian's hey, the best Facebook post. Yeah, that's a solid one. That was on social media, though. That was amazing. Yes, I did. I posted on social media. It's got stickers on it, though. Though, well, right? no, it's no, covered. no. <laughs> I posted Chuck's butt without uh, consent. Yes. <laughs> that's that's body positivity for, for not perfect. Yes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can see my sack in there a little bit. Yeah. Just a tiny well, bit. It dangles so it's, it's hard to hide it. That is one of my favorite ones. Also with Kyle, my brother in Greece. Hey, Kyle. Another great one. Yes. yes. <laughs> I wish you were here to my, also talk about your my penis favorite, experience. My favorite one was your, your one in Paris in front of the Eiffel Tower. I was like, how the hell did that, you manage to do that? I show that, that all the time and people are like, how the fuck did he do that? He and I'm managed like, I don't to know. get was naked it on the, was in it on front that of the Eiffel Tower. Right if you think that was bad, I did Stonehenge and nice. there's a lot of unhappy tourists that for that one. I don't know though. I feel like they're pretty open over there. Or happy. I didn't look. I just He ran naked. My favorite is the one that you're holding the telescope. Like presenting the telescope oh, because yeah. the background is so beautiful. Oh, yeah. It's like a purple setting sun. That was in New Zealand. Oh, beautiful, oh yeah, beautiful best place. photos. Oh, Even that's on my bucket photos. list. <laughs> not your telescope. That's not on my bucket list. New Zealand <laughs> is on my bucket list. <laughs> um, so I think we could just like, yeah, we get. I don't think I don't think telescopes are circumcised. They really like. They like to unfold expand, and yeah. expand out of their mm-hmm. like themselves, which sounds like an intact telescope. So jealous. Yeah. <laughs> right. Does anyone here at the table? I mean, we Oz, as we call him. I don't know if he's circumcised or not. And I'm not going to come out and ask, but I will say, is anyone here? I know. Wishing. <laughs> I can tell by his psychology. Wish, yeah. Wish, is anyone here happy they were circumcised? Like, thank God that was done. I don't think it's um, one of the things you. Like, um, are happy about it, but it's done. What's done is done. I had no choice in it when I was younger, so um, I don't wish for it back or anything like that because I don't know what it's like to have one. So ah, it's all you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like I'm going to go through all the trouble to. What do you call that, Jessica? Would restore when, it when you try to restore it. I just yeah, I would never do something like that. Yeah, but do you know what else he said he'd never do? What not circumcise? Oh, and here yeah, we I said are. that too. <laughs> yeah, it's like Chuck says. You just got to kind of learn to to deal with it, like any other yeah shitty thing that happens to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think what we should do is we should just dive in, dive in like, like a muff. And um, first, I wanted yeah. to <laughs> thank you, Andrew. The woo has taken on a new dimension. <laughs> That's way better. I love this. <laughs> So first, I wanted to interview Chuck and um, hear some of his story about... Because um, you were a part of his story, too. I, I, you were a, part yeah, of his story. I was there, story. I was there when, it was, when it was happening. <laughs> <laughs> There's laughing around the table. What? Jess has something to do with Chuck's penis? This I is was, new to our relationship <laughs> yeah, dynamic. Like, I don't. Um, other, than, uh, other than his front bump... I, Which we uh, all we all appreciate. Have a, we yeah. all have in a relationship. With. Um, but so, but I was Kim's doula so and best friend when she was having her kids. Um, so I was there for this process. Um, can you hand me my questions that I? I well, what, then why did you give them to me, Jessica? Because I wanted you to look them over first. <laughs> so when you had an idea, Just when go you for get it, to the dive point, in. when right. you get to the point of Max's circumcision, Brian actually held him for that. Oh. 
Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, we definitely need to talk about that. <laughs> He's shaking, shaking his, his head. head. Nope. <laughs> All right. So I wanted to talk a little bit about your thought process on circumcision before you ever learned about it. Had you ever really thought about circumcision before, like, you learned about it when Kim was pregnant with Brock? Or did it was it ever something that crossed your mind? Uh, no, not really. I remember when I was in high school, there, I only saw one kid that I I can think of and that was not circumcised. Yeah. Um, the rest, you know, you know, it's not like you're like there to see it, but you know, yeah, it's there. So, it's there. but, um, never, not anything I really thought about. Yeah. Never really crossed my mind. Okay. I remember asking my mom when I was a little younger about why she circumcised me and she told me that she was told it was the law back, you know, 42 years ago. So sharing your age, but uh, (laughs) we never do that. (laughs) Okay. So it's because you're all young and beautiful. That's why you don't do that. You're young and beautiful too. He's just trying to get in an hour my pants. That's fine. (laughs) I support that. Um, What hours or just hers? (laughs) Just Wingman, don't crush his hope now. Such, we just got started. We're such good friends. It's like we're all one flesh, but just her pants. Um, <laughs> one flesh, just one pants. So basically, it was just so normalized to you when you were younger because you had never really seen anything else. Well, sure. And then the, I guess the way it, it was, it was just the thing you did. You yeah. know what I mean? So when Kim was pregnant with... You're Oscar with Oscar or even with Max um, when like you had to arrange for the circumcision did you ever think about think negatively about it at all or was it just like oh we're gonna have it done did it ever cross your mind like oh that doesn't look like it's gonna be pleasant or well I remember thoughts around that when she was present pregnant with Oz we had talked about it but mm, not being educated about it and my stubbornness I told her it was gonna happen no matter what okay um, do you remember at all, if you don't, it's okay. Your feelings about why you said that, or if there's well, just any... because I, I was, yeah, and I just thought it's just what you did. I didn't know any better. It's not like I was taught anything about it. Yeah. It's just what you grew up around. Okay, that's just the norm. Yeah, but it, it really isn't. Yeah, and it shouldn't be. So um, then you get pregnant with Brock. Kim, mm-hmm. Kim, not you. You didn't get pregnant with Brock. I mean, Max was after he that. He really I know. I was talking about, to that. Now I'm talking. So <laughs> the t- the, that was like your feelings when you had Oscar and Max. <laughs> but I, think I did the same thing to Max. Himself. Yeah. So what did you think? Did you have any emotional reaction to, uh, did you witness Max's circumcision? No, I went hunting. You went hunting. Yeah, he... <laughs> he went hunting, honey. <laughs> he insisted on it, but then he... He refused to be present okay. because he doesn't like to see his kids in pain. It's really hard for him to watch that. So the Moyle came to hunt foreskin and Chuck went to hunt deer. <laughs> Correct. Did you get one that day? I went squirrel hunting. <laughs> How many did you get? Six, my limit. Nice. Is that because your fanny pack only carries six? No, or? that's because that's the law. Oh. Okay. <laughs> kind of like he thought circumcising was the law mm-hmm. at some point. <laughs> did you eat the squirrels? I always eat what I shoot. That's right. God, Chuck, I love you more and more right now. Just stop it. He, oh. That could be a really fun double entendre right there. I'm not going to do it. No. I always eat what I shoot. <laughs> Good job, Chuck. I, I applaud that. Hot you should always man. eat what you shoot. 
He scaled a fish in our apartment that we used to have one time, and I still found the scales like four months later. I'm like, never fucking again. Was that the one with carpet? Yes. Oh, no. It was That's a bad awful. idea. Anyway, moving on. Okay, so so then you get pregnant with Brock, Kim. Well, let me get a drink of my beer. Hold on. All right. Chug, 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 chug. It's his third Bud Light, and we literally just started. That's not my fault. I understand where you need to, like, you need to ease your way into this. That's fine. That's fine. If you guys have any questions for him, you just shoot him out there. I don't do a whole lot else, so I'm a professional drinker. (laughs) (laughs) He's very good at it. You're good at some other things, too, for sure. We're not going to talk about that on air. It's inappropriate. We talk about it all the time on air. That's true. We're talking about about that now? That's about 30 seconds. I mean, yeah. It's the best 30 seconds of my day. I was talking about his carpentry skills. I was talking about his stay-at-home dad skills, but whatever I am. My turn. Woo-woo. And he cleans a wicked kitchen. Oh, he um, does. Oh, and he cleans so nicely. He cleans so much better than I do. Whenever I, come I will to make someone a good I'm wife so one day, sad. that's for sure. <laughs> okay, okay. So then, so then Kimmy gets pregnant with Brock. And um, by that time, I know I had really gotten onto the <laughs> infiltrated in, the intactivist <laughs> bandwagon, and um, which I would like to say that I I used to be pro circumcision, and in the time that Max was born, I had not, I wasn't didn't know yeah. anything about circumcision, so we didn't talk about it mm-hmm. when you were pregnant with Max. Well, for sure, you're the one that started the whole thing, especially when Brock came around mm-hmm. about circumcision, and then that was when I. When I heard some things that you were telling Kim, that's what really changed my view on it a little bit until I got to yeah to um, understand more about it. But I really remember um, you fought us on this because mm-hmm. I remember I would come over. No, I over. agree. I totally fought yeah. you with it. So I would come over and I'd be like, so Chuck, uh could you just please come to my talk, or could we like talk about something? Just as a circumcision talk, yeah. In and the I community. and I remember very, uh, and I'm very non-confrontational. And Chuck is she's a nine on any uh, Chuck's like knows. me. We love confrontation. Chuck's quite big, and he can be quite gruff. <laughs> it took me like ten years <laughs> to believe nicely. he actually liked me. I know Jessica <laughs> thought you hated her until like two years ago. Well, I'm <laughs> sure that was yesterday. I'm actually. sure most people think I do. It's just how I come across. It's I his face. <laughs> I'm still not convinced I mean, he likes me, but we're not going to talk. I right can probably count my good friends on one hand. He's so. got he's got RBF. Yes, he does. Um, well, and he and I remember him things? saying, "I don't like feeling forced to do anything," and I yeah. feel like you guys are pressuring me, yeah. to go to this talk. Yeah, but I knew. I ahead. also remember him saying when I would be like, "Could you just come hear the information?" Mm-hmm. You saying to me one day, "Well, here, Jess, I've had this a dick here for voice. about thirty-eight years, so I think I know what's going on." And I was like, uh, just, for, "Just for the record, do I don't remember know? saying that, but I'm I don't sure remember. I did." You did. I do. So I do remember him feeling like we were ganging up on him. But to, I know to come hear the information. Yes, but I know Chuck's weakness, and Chuck's weakness is your vagina. Yes. And That's your children that are a product of that. <laughs> <laughs> Besides my vagina, his weakness is like um, setting up appointments, like, you know, mm. like calling. Yes. Locate. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. here, you need a doctor. Figure that out. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So I said, I am now against circumcision. I will have nothing to do with this. So if you want your son circumcised, you're going to have to find somebody to do it, call and make the appointment, and then you can take him because I think it's horrible. I knew it would never happen. Yeah. I never realized, like I could never in my wildest fantasies um, think 
that he would hear your information. Mm-hmm. Like that was just my low ball way of not yeah, having just to come, do it. Just come here. It's and we'll see what happens from there. But then he did come. Yeah. To the, I keep, but, we keep but saying you, come. But we're saying come. We don't come. But do you re- go. do you remember? So other than feeling pressured to like just come hear it, do you think that you felt like you didn't want to hear the information or? Did you feel resistant to that or? No, I just, I guess, like I said before, it's just a standard thing. So I just kind of felt like I'm not going to learn anything that, you yeah. know, that's going to change my mind. You know okay. what I mean? But yeah. that was just, just your typical male response, I guess. But I just, uh, I'm glad I went. Yeah. So then he came, you came to the talk and um, in the first five minutes, I show a video of a circumcision. Oh, you just like go right into it. I do. You talk, well, I mean, you I'm going to tell you right now, anybody that has a son and they circumcise their son, and, and I'm this is my opinion now. Um, Opinions are when like I, assholes. When I saw that video, <laughs> and then that <laughs> is what happens one, to, that's what happened to, to two of my boys that I put them through, that I chose to put them through. Um, it's horrific. It's the most horrible thing you could... Anybody would want to do that to their child, and I did it to two of mine, and I feel like a complete asshole for it. And I, and I wish I would have listened earlier and and you know researched it, and I would have known a little better because I kind of feel like, especially after when I saw that video, it did something to me when I saw it. I had to get up and leave the room. Yeah, you left for mm-hmm. you were gone for like thirty minutes, and I thought you were mad. I also thought was he was. I thought mad. he was upset. Like, was I, how upset. can she watch me? Make me but watch like this? I was very upset, there, but yeah. not at the fact that she played that video. I was upset with myself. So, what did you do when you left the room? Like, I was I like, where to, did you go? I was so mad. I just went into the bathroom because there was nowhere else to go. So I just went in the bathroom. I was so mad. I almost wanted to break something. I was, I was mad at say, I'm surprised you didn't punch something. Well, he said he said that he was hot and sweating, and he actually laid down on well, the floor. Well, I just think, you know, you don't remember things like when you're that little, but it could have triggered something, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sure it did because the way I felt, something. It was like really Something happened inside, to me yeah. when I saw that video. Yeah, you said so. you laid down on the floor in the bathroom because it was like cold, and you just had to lay down because you just felt like... I just remember Something. being really upset about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm still upset about it to this day because I did that to my boys. And it's mm-hmm. not fair to them. And um, I feel like a real piece of crap for it. But when Brock came around, I was adamant about it not happening. You know, it's up to him. It's his. He'll let him do it later on in life if he wants to. And that's to. after you got, after you went to Jess's talk and after yes. you got educated. And, I, and anybody listening to this podcast, I'm telling you, if you haven't been to one of her talks, you should look it up and go. And if you're going to have a kid and you're thinking about circumcising, you might just get yourself educated about it. Um, Because I kind of feel like if you circumcise your kid and you don't educate yourself about it, let me come on over to your house and skin the top of your pecker off. And you tell me if you think it hurts or not. Yeah. 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 And he's so big. So he'll yeah. be like, don't cut your kid's dick when yeah. we're out. And I'm like, you're so big. And you got to pull it back a little <laughs> you gotta bit. You got to ease it. To we're not hearing you. They're just, just not as intimidating Are we talking you, about Chuck? big attack dicks it, or what's happening? I don't think it's happening? fair to a child who can't yeah. speak or, you know, help himself or... Yeah, you know, it's not fair to them. I mean, it, it's a basic human right. And You're there, stripping it away. There are there are children that die Sheep. from this surgery because it's so painful to the to the kid. <laughs> so I feel like it's just not fair to them. So yeah. I feel like if they 
if they're if you wait until they're older, let them decide that. Let them be the ones that decide if they want to be circumcised because it can be happen. It can happen later in life. It doesn't yeah. have to happen when they're born. Yeah, yeah. some cultures you know, are and at least born. when they're older, they can handle the pain. Well, yeah. when they're older, they can be put to sleep and not not yes. experience the and pain. And also understand why they're in pain. Yeah. You know, like they made that decision. It might not be the pain they expected, but at least like in pain, they know that that's the reason they're in pain. Or right. how long so it'll last. Now yeah. I kind of feel like, and I don't know how far it's going to go, but I kind of feel like maybe Oscar and Max, I don't know if, if it's going to cause any psychological issues or not, but I kind of worry about that because, you know... I mean, we put them through some kind of trauma. I mean, I did. Yeah. And it wasn't fair. So now knowing what you know, not just about how traumatic the surgery can be, because I know we talked in the last episode, and and so I feel like it probably was something that might have happened to you, that it is a memory that's buried deep down into somebody's brain that it happened to, and that can be triggered when you see something similar. Well, it did it to me. I mean, I'll I'll totally vouch for that. But a lot of the reason why we fight against this is not just because the surgery hurts. It's not just because, um, you know... bad things can happen, but it's also because we've realized foreskin is a good thing. So now that you have a son with a foreskin, um, he loves it by the way. Yeah. Oh, he plays with it constantly. He yeah. loves to stretch it out. So like, did that change your opinion about what foreskin is? Because I know a lot of men, they hear a lot of bad things about foreskin growing up and throughout their Life, we Making say a lot of bad. The one kid, yeah. and then do, and then what yeah. I say about that now is educate yourself. Yeah, yeah. fucking read a book. And educate. You got Google too. in your hand. Everybody does. Holy shit! Yeah. Look it up. And does your son uh, feel bad and ask you to circumcise him because his penis is different than yours? No, I don't think he's old enough to really recognize that yet either. But I don't think he ever will. I don't think yeah. he's going to come to me and say something like that. Yeah. And if it bothers him that much when he's older, he can take care of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, though, Chuck, I feel like you're going to be such an approachable dad when it comes to that conversation, if it ever comes up. Like, just like what you're sharing with us is so powerful. Like, I know you're worried about Max and Oz, but I feel like if you ever want to talk to them about it, like, you are such a good parent to talk to them about what they're experiencing because you are so open about your experiences. And he's well, breaking I mean, the cycle. He recognizes it was wrong and that he can say, I wasn't I made always a like that. You know what I mean? It took some right. edu- some education on this on the situation to to understand it more but i mean I, that's gonna be for anybody everybody's not gonna know but i, I just if i got any message for any dads out there that are thinking about circumcising their kid you need to educate yourself on it and go to jessica mckee's uh class so you can learn a little something boop, about boop. it yeah yeah or listen to her last podcast because it's true, a it's lot of the same. and yeah. once, once again this is my opinion if you circumcise your kid you're a fucking asshole <laughs> Well, I like to say, again, opinions, opinions are, are like, like assholes, assholes, but yours is right. Yours is right. <laughs> um, so it just I just want to throw in there, like, um, from my standpoint, watching him go through it, when we left your talk, he did not speak to me for days. Mm-hmm. Days. Oh, yeah. And I thought, and you kept saying, oh, he's just processing. And I'm like, no, he's pissed off because I made him watch this horrible video. And then he finally, he marched into the room and just went... Like crazy. Like, I can't fucking believe I did this. I can't believe we let this happen. I wanted to rip through that TV and rip that doctor's face off. Yeah. Like, I just, I can't believe we've been doing this to our kids the whole time. So, you know, we think we can't talk to our husbands because we're afraid of, of upsetting them or starting an argument. And to that, I say, fuck that. Yeah. Start yeah. the argument. Get them educated because now he is, 
you know, an intactivist right along with you. And Andrew has something to add to that. I just want to say how important it is for men to talk about this together because, frankly, I went to Jessica's class kicking and screaming, thought it was stupid. I was going to go anyway because I guess they said there was beer and there's going to be some other guys. <laughs> I yeah. still drink beer, but I used to drink a lot more beer, and I was like, okay, let's go. We will bribe you with beer. beer. Speaking Speaking of of beer. Oh, they're <laughs> getting, out getting out the right mini now. cooler. Anyways, but you know, I, I I couldn't. I didn't. I didn't watch one second of the video. She yeah. she put it on. I was like, hell no, I'm not watching because I knew, I knew inside that already that it was something that there was something wrong. It like felt like something that wasn't natural and wasn't good, and and I uh, I just couldn't watch it. I didn't watch one second of it. And I had already had my son Jacks. And had had my first son and had chosen to circumcise him. But we'll get to that later. But I just wanted to say Chuck is really the reason that I started listening. Because okay. uh, he went on this Bud Light rant afterwards with like his cowboy shirt on and all his That's right at the guy's talk. Manly oh, Chuckness. that's right. I, I don't get to go to those oh, guys' talks. Well, we're, yeah. we were in that kitchen. And I mean, Chuck was oh. fr- frankly a little frightening. <laughs> Just I keep trying to tell you guys, but it's really and, and, real. And I really started listening. And so Chuck is actually the main reason that I was willing to listen because it was a, a man talking about a man thing. Mm-hmm. Instead of a, which usually it's women talking about penises and men don't want to hear that. We don't use the term penis. Okay, I Honey, I love it when you talk about my penis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me so happy. We started these birth and beer nights, and I do remember calling. Which we need to do again. Yeah, we need, need to, to do it going. because Andrew and Chuck, like, those are the guys that get to teach the new dads, mm-hmm. like, the new up and coming well, dads, so much stuff. It obviously helps. I mean, look what it, it did for Andrew, you know. But that well, first night that you were at my old little tiny center, I remember calling at midnight saying, get the fuck out of the center. What are you doing? <laughs> we're drinking and we're having a great time. And there's just so much, we're just so much information. And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? He's like, that is private. <laughs> <laughs> what happens was, at birth and beer stays at birth and there beer. Were so, <laughs> I showed right. up the next morning to clean and there were like hundreds of beer <laughs> bottles. like a frat party. Yes. <laughs> Yes, but uh, but I got so many text messages the next day from these new dads that were like, oh my God, that was so much fun. It was so informative. You need to do this more often. So yes, you're right. We need to do this more often because you yeah. guys have a lot of information to teach. Well, I feel like there is that, um, there's that article called the, uh, the Vulnerability of Men, and it kind of talks about what a circumcised man goes through when they first start hearing like, oh, we might not need to circumcise our kids. And so talking about how women talk about it a lot, it's a lot easier for us to take in the information because it's not something as we personal don't have a penis. to us. Right. It hasn't affected us as much. I mean, much. I have a penis, but it's in his pants. Well, he sometimes it it's. Now you're gonna like do some weird he like carries it around, around for clitoris me. thing, and I was like, can we not dive into well, that anatomy yeah, right now? Sometimes it's in your pants. I mean, a <laughs> lot of times, <laughs> often, yeah, especially in public. So I feel like that that does end up happening because as women, it's easier for us to hear the information, and then we hear it, and we're like, oh, that makes sense. We don't need to circumcise our kids, and then we just start talking about it. And for men, it's a much more deeply emotional issue, and it's right, harder for them. To to do that, it's a so in that article, the vulnerability of men. It talks about like we we are start talking about it like wh- what we're gonna make for dinner tonight, and they're like, whoa, batting down the hatches. This is an emotional subject. Um, so when when Chuck when he was just saying that he called his mom, he did that in the middle of his like 
I don't not he hates it when I say freak out because I, I use the word freak out very often, even <laughs> when it's not. But when any emotion in, at all for Kim em- is a freak out. <laughs> any emotion that he shows is a freak out. So in the middle of him, like he was marching through, like back and forth through the apartment. Like clearly he had yeah. like stuffed all this down and it was all coming out. And he's like, I'm calling my mom right now. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She did. She knows nothing of this. She doesn't. So, the, so he picked up his phone and he did call her in that moment. But I had to be there to say, remember, she had no idea this was I not. Knew, I knew that. I knew well, it wasn't her fault. Yes, but I. But but. But I wanted to, to know why. I wanted to know he why. He was so upset. Like mm-hmm. I have to know why right now. And I was like, okay, easy. easy. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm doing the hand gesture, like bring it down. And, and I he also, did. I also think there's a big difference in, um, like circumcising your kid now and circumcising your kid oh, back in the seventies. Sure. Just because now we have so much information at our fingertips. You can pick up your phone. I could pick up my phone right now and well, that's type what he in, said. Google it. Should I circumcise my kid? And in four seconds I will have Jessica McKee will pop up with the thing that says, <laughs> fuck no, fuck no. And it flashes. <laughs> we need to buy that. HR. Actually, like, we should no, make that. No. We should make that into a meme. Actually. Yeah. It's yes. a flash. We're going to work or on that. a gif. Yes, is it a gif, gif or a jif? It's a I gif. I think it's a gif is the peanut butter. Yeah, it's a gif. gif is the okay. for sure. internet thing. Let's make it's it. The guy in the corner says it's a gif. It's a, let, <laughs> we'll give you a gif and we two. will make a gif. Yes. Um, we have so many gifts to make. We have two yeah. currently so, that we have to do. Do we want to, because we could do this literally all day, Yeah. let Chuck pass know, the any, mic. Uh, is there, but is there any final things that you want to say? Um before we ask Andrew his yeah. questions. Like, is there anything that we didn't cover um, in the questions that Jess asked you? Is there anything that yeah. you want to say or anything you're I, feeling? Oh, that- I just wanted to say in the vulnerability thing, do you feel like there was like a process of emotions you went through? Because I have compared it before to like the grief process where it's like, first you're like, no, that can't be true. And then it's like, oh, I'm angry. And then it's like, you move on through different emotions. Make Do you feel like that that was a thing that you went through at all when you found out the truth about circumcision? Anger, yeah. I mean, yeah. to this day, I still... There's not a day that don't go by. I wish I would have never done that to my two boys. Not a day. I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, that sounded really lame. <laughs> no, it's that. so genuine, though. Like, I'm just listening Do to you, you right now. I'm so because happy we're not used here. to Chuck sharing feelings. Yeah. So when he does, you're like, I'm like, Do I treat them like normal person feelings, or do Chuck feelings have like a I'm special? I'm going. I'm going through a cycle of grief right now, hearing Chuck talk <laughs> about feelings. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I'm it's just struggling. Somber shit. I mean, yeah. it it's, is. There's parts yeah. about it that are fun and funny because we're talking about penises, but you know, yeah. this is somber shit, really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for means, sure. Means something to me. I mean, I. Like I said, it's it's changed me a lot knowing the difference, and I just I will always feel bad for what I did to Oscar and Max, always. Which we were calling regret, like the yeah. parental regret oh. when they learn. Oh, and so I didn't get to finish my, my what I was saying um, about. We do that a lot. We cut you off a lot. Sorry, <laughs> but I just cut you off. That's okay. You're in charge. No, I'm not. <laughs> This um, is the Jessica no, McKee podcast. But, yeah, but <laughs> I, I did want to say that, like, back when you were born and back when I was born, it was like there was no internet. It, you had to either ask a doctor or find a book at the library, and there wasn't even that very many about them. And so it was more difficult. You guys are distracting me. So it was a lot more difficult to um, 
not see it as the norm or not see it as because the doctor is saying, no, this is the thing we do. We're just saying it's the law. But now I feel like there's no excuse for not finding out the information because it is so there. Um, well, you just don't be like I was and don't be some lame ass that doesn't think I need to research something. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's changed the way I think about a lot of things just be, just from that one thing. You know, I, I'm not just going to be like, ah, you know, no big deal. I'm going to check into it. Which is, I think, you know, every, anybody should do. I mean, damn, you got, it's right in your hand. I know, right? Nowadays, you just Google and ask whatever you want, and there it is. I think that when dads talk about it, since it's something they went through and something they learned about, I don't think that that could be called shaming. It's like, this is the experience I went through. The same thing we talk about with Brother K and the Bloodstained Men. These are circumcised men speaking out about circumcision because they are upset that that choice was taken away from them. And so when it comes to that, it's okay to just speak your truth no matter. Yeah. how 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 it comes across and and mm-hmm. and sometimes men need that another man to just sh- like shake them up a little I mean bit. I support yeah. that I would I fucking love the Fight Club movie because it's hot when man it's like mano y mano I love Ooh. male aggression so come on over are you promoting a circumcision like, fight club yeah I will I will host that shit I am on it well I can tell you right now I'm gonna save a lot of penises I, <laughs> I, was gonna say, I don't know yes. I would like to see somebody who would like to take on Chuck that would I would be love shocking. to watch that the penis so, Andrew, your story is a little bit similar. I love you, dude, but I'm taking a break right now. <laughs> <laughs> your story is a little bit similar. Can you give us an overview of your experience of thinking about circumcision, of having sons, some circumcised, some not, from your point of view? Sure. I mean, it's very digested now because um, I think it's probably been about five years or so mm-hmm. and three more sons. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, Marielle. Your your wife is she like is. she's like a Seriously. king. That's she's not, like a yeah. king she's a maker. She's yeah. amazing. She if, yeah. if it were a hundred years ago, they would rule the world. They would have yeah. like twenty yeah. children. Give us a hundred years. All if of she the, was, I, exactly. They're ready she, to still be alive. Over. If she was one of King Henry's wives, she never would have gotten her head. Never would have gotten her head cut off. No. And she's happening. beautiful. How does she stay so hot? I don't know. When she has she so gets, many. The honest truth is, she gets hotter. She I mean, does. She, yeah. She's beautiful. She, mat- she continues. The more children she has, she continues to master life. She does. And herself. She does. And, well, I feel like you guys are a good team to do that together. Yeah. But I just texted her yesterday. Team. I was like, hey, how are you doing? Expecting like maybe a little bit of a complaint about like how Nothing. crazy it is. No. No. Right. So blessed to be doing what we're doing. I'm like, so blessed. are you? She's a boss. <laughs> She's so, a f- so talk about boss. your overview of your experience. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I had a lot of boys. So the thing is we're talking about with Chuck is it's about like when you're a dad, you know, you got to accept ownership and responsibility for the choices you make for your children. You yeah. know, where, where you send them to school, what you feed them, who you let them hang out with. Do you cut their penises? I mean, it's a big deal. Yeah. And uh, I, didn't, I didn't think of it that way because just like Chuck, I mean, we grew up like, yeah, you know, a couple kids that have the anteater penises, you know, and you just kind of yeah. laugh at them and, you know, are glad Little that you, you know. have a normal penis, right? Uh, yeah. You know, but um, so I didn't, I didn't want to listen. You know, we had our first son, Jax, and I, uh, I, I just, there wasn't, well, I would not even entertain. Yeah. Because I know uh, there was topic. conversation when you had Jax back and forth about whether you should or should There might have been conversation, but but there was no no willingness to listen to so it. So you weren't me. open to the information no. at all? No. Yeah. No. Um, and, and I think looking back, like you said, about um, learning about something that might be screwed up in your past or whatever, like mm-hmm. that's partially how you cope, yeah. you know, is by blocking out the possibility that you've been psychologically damaged 
mm-hmm. by something. And physically damaged. And physically damaged. And it does make it hard to hear about it, yeah. Yeah, it's- so, and then you're talking about your son, and you, you like, you know, there's so many other things going on in your life, and you're like, even if that were true, I'm not, it's not going to change what I do right now. I'm not going to process that. I don't, I don't yeah. feel like it. And frankly, that's, it didn't feel that's impor- weak. It didn't yeah. feel important to you. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you circumcised your first son. Well, and um, there's also like it's you know it's your first kid, it's your yeah. son. Like you're already like, dude, he's he's going to be just a better version of me. And so you know you don't want to start out right out the gate of all things with his penis is going to be different than mine. You know what I'm saying? Is you know when you grow up, you know you see yeah. your dad's penis. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and those kind of things, and that's how you that's how you start to figure what you're supposed to look like and. You know, what yeah. it's going to look like later and what it looks like now and all that. And you don't want to start out the gate with that separation from your your firstborn son. Gotcha. So um, now, so when you went to have your second son. That's when, that's when Marielle talked me into coming to your, to your thing because Chuck was going to be there and we had partied at the last birth and beer and. And, and uh, also learned a lot. It wasn't just Drank a, a lot party of beer yeah. and talked about important things. Yeah, well, I was, I was, I was really on the birth thing then. So, I mean, me and Chuck were yeah. tearing it up and firing guys up to be excited for the birth, you know, of their children and supporting their wives and all that. That was that was second nature already because it was it's such an awesome thing. But I hadn't come around on circumcision yet. Yeah, and really wasn't open to. Yeah. So when you were first hearing the information, how were you feeling about it at first? Do you feel like you were still pretty closed off to it? Did it take a while for it to sink in? Like, what was your emotional process there? Mm, one of the reasons that I, like, block off things like that and I was so blocked off about it is that I'm actually pretty open-minded. If I allow, if I allow the door to open, yeah, then right. that means I'm going to take it all in. And, and then I'm I'm willing to completely change my mind. I've made lots of big changes in my life. Yeah, and uh, it, it really just uh, something was stirred in my soul, probably realizing the severity of what circumcision was, and not even wanting to watch the video. Like, if you can't look at something in the face, mm-hmm. then you might want to think about supporting it um, or not supporting it. Right? Yeah, or and, or, or ask why. Right. And so then, you know, at that point, I didn't feel alone either with 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 Chuck being Chuck and 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 going on about it. And and I and I kind of just at that point, you know, I opened the door and it just got kicked right open. And I and I was a convert, I would say, full full speed. That's awesome. So so now that so you have one son. That's circumcised. Well, I have two. I just had a. I just got another son that right. is not biological, um, through some different circumstances, and so yeah, I'll talk talk to you about that. Yeah, you know, how the boys are processing that whenever you're ready. All right. Well, yeah, that's been quite a journey for you. And so yeah, Jack, Jax is my first mm-hmm. is circumcised. Uh, Jude and Asher, my next two sons, are not circumcised, and then and then my son Declan, he is circumcised because Close we didn't have Declan. a say in that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Listen. That's our second <laughs> Listen. At Andrew, may I? Yeah. At Andrew and Marielle's last birth, their boys kept asking where mm-hmm. baby Declan was oh, because right. that was Stella. That was they, my daughter. They had yeah. a beautiful baby that's girl. Right. I got a lot of they kids. had three boys, then a girl. They had three boys and a girl, and the boys kept saying, "Where is Declan?" And so we all kept saying, "It doesn't work that way. Mommy has to." 
you know, grow another baby and, and, and give birth again. And they were like, no, 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 no. We have a Declan. Where is baby Declan? And I'm yeah. like, no, it's baby Stella. And then enter the yeah, picture. We, about two months later, we got yeah. a call about a situation at, and uh, <laughs> that afternoon we had Declan at home. Like and, literally yeah. an hour, two hours later? Yeah. And two, that was at your six yeah. week. Crazy. So at, at Marielle and Andrew's six week postpartum visit yeah. with baby Stella, they took in a new newborn baby. It's really I, a no brainer. Life is just such an awesome thing. And um yeah. Life and love and babies and 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 all of that. And it's, I, it's really just a, been an, a blessing well, for us to get to be part of it. Applaud yourself and yeah. applaud Mary Ellen because ears. a lot Pudge of that. a lot of us would have been like, oh hell no. <laughs> uh, you say that, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you'd actually do I that. And I, you I was there that day. I think people. I think people rise to the occasion. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. We can yes. do a laugh. We can do a boner laugh. Yes, That's what he, she said. Um, but I was there that day and no when idea. when Marielle got the call. For my and wife all the time. <laughs> He's doing it right now. As, I mean, I got five kids in six years. What can I say? Yeah. Holy moly. So, so I was there that day when Marielle. So you stayed boner. <laughs> pretty much all, pretty much all the time. State. He's a walking. And boner. you know the thing is, I still make sure she knows all the time, as if she doesn't already know. At every prenatal visit, isn't she hot, Kim? Isn't she hot? Yes, Andrew, she's hot. Yes, we know she's hot. I just, we were just working on our family album from last year, and I was uploading this picture from last January uh, to the Shutterfly or whatever. And it was of you Sad. and Marielle sitting on the couch. Uh, we were doing a prenatal. She sent that to me. Oh, yeah. yeah. You all were just glowing. Yeah. But Aww. especially my pregnant wife. Oh, beautiful. So I was there that day that Marielle got the call, and one of the first things she did was call the hospital back and say, if he has not been circumcised... Mm. Did she do that? She did. She called them. If he has not been circumcised, mm. please do not do it. And nice try, baby. She got the call back 15 minutes later saying, oh, he's already been circumcised. Mm. Um, and I know that so she was like... That's a whole other uh, conversation. Uh, yeah. That whole How system. can they... Why? Yeah. Why? If you're not keeping a child, you should... Nobody which, no consented to that, I guarantee you, no, because right, that's what I'm saying. the mother like, wasn't even around. That was just... They, the Why? hospital decided I, to do yeah. that. I would be really interested to hear how many circumstances happen without consent in our country. Me It'd too. be really interesting to hear. Because I already... That's my second story I've heard within the last yeah. four months. So now that you have two that's sons... That's enraging. Yeah. yeah, but I would also say that that circumcision happened because the um, hospital's a business... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's just one more. And that's what's considered. And that's oh, what's yeah. considered yeah. normal as well. Right. Well, and this. Is, yeah. Yeah. We'll leave that one alone. <laughs> that's a whole episode. Let's not get into politics. <laughs> that's here. a whole other episode. So, so now that you have two sons that are circumcised and two sons that are not, um, there's a lot of myths in our culture about um, circumcision making it easier to clean baby penises or whatever. What is your experience with that, Ben? Well, I mean, first of all, I don't know what we're talking about. Clean them. So I mean, some, they take baths and, yeah. you know, when they're infants and babies and they poop their pants, you wipe it off and you just yeah. you just wipe it off and it's clean. So it's and, not difficult either way. Uh, I mean, we're going to talk about the anatomy probably at some point in the show. Well, we did that for yeah. two hours we last did. week. But yeah, but just, share your experience. But just like... I just want, as a man, for you, like, having both experiences, like, just just Frankly, there's totally more issues, especially at the beginning with a cut penis, because it's an open wound in a diaper Mm -hmm. that they fill up with shit. Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah. And unnecessary. And painful. Yeah. And and our last son, Declan, you know, 
um, there, there was issues. I, I think it wasn't a very good circumcision, if there is such a thing. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, in fact, there's definitely a thing. We well, still he had wanted the doctor to look at it the other day. He had it's the like, pla- yeah, it's kind of blue still. It's he had the plasti bell, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, there it's could... being advertised as the safe yeah, and that's no. easy circumcision, yeah. but it actually can be even more yeah. no, nothing. Yeah. So <laughs> put your put your mouth yeah, to the yeah. mic, what Chuck. What the fuck is easy about circumcision? There's nothing easy about it, but it is advertised you cut as cut some skin off the head of your penis. Just sit still. We'll be fine. Yeah, but everything there, will be. But great. it's advertised as like a no cutting, no pain. But you're just it, shiving. But actually, it, no statistically deal. speaking, it's more dangerous because they're actually leaving that cap on there and they tie it off it's like and livestock mm-hmm. you know yeah I mean? and they're, it is they're it is waiting absolutely. for the and tissue people have issues with livestock you yeah. know dealing with these kind of things and how we care about how the livestock are treated and all this stuff yeah and we're in america we're sitting here still cutting our our son's penises off so yeah. if you look like for the plasti bell if you look up um tosh.0 which we all mm-hmm. love because yeah. he's mm-hmm. crazy and aggressive our sponsor, Brother K, does an episode um, with Tosh.0, and he yeah. actually demonstrates the Plastibel. And, yeah. and he's like, what the fuck? My penis goes through this? He and puts it on his finger, right? He puts it on his finger to demonstrate how it works, and it is not... I, I can't even imagine it. Um, so, yeah, but when it comes to... T- 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 Statistically speaking, the plastibol actually has higher amounts of um, of problems because you're actually waiting for the tissue to to fall off, which can cause problems. So before we go to our break, because I know this is it, it's we're We've already spiraled so out. much, but it's totally um, worth it. No shame. Is there anything that you would like to say, Andrew, that you want people oh. to know about your journey? What about the email we got? That's after the break. Okay, after the break. Yeah. Never mind. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll go, to Just, go on one rant here. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Hold Look, on. this is this is the biggest thing. Is these this is a real physical trauma, and it has real emotional consequences. And you're going to have to get educated about this now because as more people continue to, if you cut your son, he's going to very quickly be. It's going to be 50-50 in the locker room. Uh, maybe maybe more kids uncircumcised than circumcised. I agree. Um, and, you know, so having, having four kids, let me talk to you about how, the, how my oldest and my second, old, my second oldest are processing it. Um, you know, they take baths together. They see the things. You know, here was my plan. Here was my plan all along when I changed my mind. I was like, look, look, everybody, I'm going to tell when Jack starts noticing and asking, I'm going to say, Jax, listen, I'm going to pull him aside. Jax, hey, let me tell you what, your penis is the best of your brothers because it's like mine. You're the oldest. It's like mine. Don't tell your brothers or, you know, whatever, some consequence, right? Yeah. Then I'm going to go to Jude and Asher and I'm going to be, boys, your penis is better because daddy learned what's up, saved your penis. You're going to thank me someday. You're probably already, probably already are. And here's the thing. If you tell Jax that I told you the truth, I'm going to make your penis look like his. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking smack, but that, that yeah. was what I planned, right? You know, sort of loosely, whatever, dad joking. But seriously, you got to take responsibility for it. you got to educate yourself. And, and, and what happened is a few months ago, I heard the first conversation among my boys about the differences of their penis. And I don't remember how it came up or whatever, but the bottom line is that, that Jax thought his looked like mine because he was older Mm. And that Jude's and Asher's would soon look like ours. Oh, interesting. I didn't, I didn't mess with it yet. 
And then just a few months later, I was afforded an opportunity to at least discuss it with Jax because, you know, we had Declan and we were changing his diaper. And he was like, what's wrong with his penis? Because he could see that it was still raw and wounded, whatever. And I said, I just told him, I was like, look, man. He was born in the hospital, and you were born in the hospital. And, and and when you're born in the hospital, you know, that's just kind of the automatic way they do things. And uh, I pretty much explained it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still working on, like, I haven't said all the, I haven't gotten into it with him yet. Like, well, there's all these reasons why we didn't do Jude. I just kind of was like, look, Jude, Jude and Asher were born at home. Yeah. We, we don't do that here. But it's okay. You know, I'll be, I'm, I'm good. You're good. And Declan's yeah. going to be fine. But um, they continue to process. It was fun, yeah. sad and funny, whatever. It's funny and then sad. So the other night, Marielle and I were leaving on a date, and you guys it was, went on a date. Oh yeah, what? I got to keep night? the fire yeah. alive. Well, That's why ba- they have a hundred kids. Well, we we only brought one baby that time, I think. So it was pretty. <laughs> it was kind of a date. That was hot. It was pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm walking out of my house and. It's dark and the lights are on inside, so you can see what's going on inside really well. Yeah. Well, I walked by the, you all have been to my house, you know, the, that it's bathroom glorious. there off the kitchen, and mm-hmm. like, and uh, there's like shutters because otherwise you can see someone on the toilet. Yeah. But they're not shutters that go all the way up. So I walk by and I see Jackson's head above my eye level because he's standing on the toilet. Who knows what he's doing, right? <laughs> Funny well, thing like, is, is so I knew tall. he was in the bathroom, and I was already planning on, you know, jumping up to the da- to the sill and scaring him real quick before I left or whatever. Right? <laughs> Hashtag so, dad but I look over and there's Jax's head above the shutters, and I'm like, "What is he doing?" So I climb up there, and there is Jackson, buck naked in all his glory. <laughs> Jackson is a stud, and Jackson is a stud. Your kids are, are, your kids your are, kids are beautiful. Your kids are naked all the time. All too. the they time. They are naked all the time yeah. too. Yes. Go on. And so they stood, he was standing on the toilet, buck naked, just checking himself out in the mirror. You know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I still do that. body positivity. Yeah, I still do that. That's He's just we checking all himself do out. That. But the thing is, I thought about it later. I was driving down the road, and he was, he was grabbing his junk and moving it around, not like playing with it, but he was... Exploring. I think he was still processing it. You know, when I told him about Declan, and that happened to him in the hospital, and... You know, blah blah blah. I mean, he was he was ghost faced about it, yeah. and you could tell he really started processing it. And I think he's still processing it, and I think he's not happy about it, and he's going to be okay. And his sons, he will be, are not going to be cut. Yeah, and I, th- that's one of the things that I wanted to bring up is that even the you, Kim and Chuck, you circumcised your first two sons together. Three, um, well, three, our first three. Chris, two, yeah. Sorry, um, buddy, but. <laughs> But by breaking the cycle with the last one, you actually, the other ones learned about it and you still broke the cycle for the next generation because yeah. now yeah. they know. Oh, that's the important part is if we if we act like there's nothing wrong, then a cycle is never broken. But if we as parents have the, you know, the guts and, and whatever to say, hey, we made a mistake. We weren't educated. We didn't know. Then at least they're hearing like, oh, if you make a mistake, yeah. it's okay one, to own up to it. Yes, it's okay to own up yeah. to it. And two, well, and that's what I this won't is all do it about. again. And that's how you deal with this yourself. That's how you process it. That's how you deal with it with your kids. You just you just tell the truth. You yeah. be honest. You say, hey, I made this decision at this time because this is what I thought. Yeah. I think it was a mistake. This is why I make this decision now. And like Chuck was saying earlier, you know, anymore, the information's out there. People are exposed to this. And so anyone listening to this show, now you, you got to do the research and make your decision. And someday you're going to have to give an answer for it. Yeah. 
Exactly. So, on that note, I think this it's... This episode is just like... It is my it's favorite. Powerful. This um, is amazing. I think it's time to go yeah. to break. We're going to talk a little bit about Brother K and what he's doing to help spread awareness about this subject in all over the world. All right, let's go to break. Break. Cue the music. So we are so honored to have Brother K and the Bloodstained Men as our sponsor for today's episode. Uh, The Bloodstained Men and their friends is dedicated to giving victims of genital cutting a voice and educating Americans about the harms of infant circumcision and the importance of the foreskin. And I think what they are doing is so important because they are men who are circumcised and are not thankful for it. And so giving them that voice to share why they're not thankful is a really important thing to hear. So they are the ground troops of intactivism. Their nationwide street protests have reached tens of millions of Americans with the brutal truth about infant circumcision. Uh, Bloodstained Men has been able to do this incredible work because of kind donations, and they're going to continue their protests in cities from coast to coast and into Canada with your strong support. Uh, Your donation in any amount goes directly to fund their travel expenses. None of them get paid anything. It's just there to be able to get them to the cities they need to in order to do their activism and teach people um, about the corrupt medical establishment and the information that's been withheld from them. So join Bloodstained Men, check out their information. Um, I love Brother K because they don't hold anything back. They say it like it is and they have the right to do that because they are victims of genital cutting. Um, everyone's welcome at their family-friendly protests and so check them out, the Bloodstained Men, and also check out um, the hashtags I am not thankful because it really does show that there's a lot of men out there that are upset with the system that's happening that uh, genital cutting is seen as okay. Uh, Thank you so much, Brother K and the Bloodstained Men for sponsoring this episode. Back to our episode. Okay. And welcome back. From our break, we have covered a lot of really heavy subjects today. We've covered exactly 15 square inches Mm. of foreskin (laughs) subjects. And thousands of nerve endings. Gosh, just like the clitoral hood foreskins of topics. It's like a unicorn. Um, So we have talked a lot today to two men that do not have a foreskin about their experience about not having a foreskin. Um, But we have with us, actually, a man who does have a foreskin. And the reason why we want to talk to someone with a foreskin is that because in America, the fact that there's so many people without foreskins, there tends to be a lot of trash talking about what they are and the experience of men who have them. So we wanted to kind of get a real real side of the story for someone who has grown up with a foreskin. Yeah, maybe it's all just fake talk. Maybe foreskins aren't awesome. Maybe we're just making a bunch of shit up. Maybe foreskins are more giggles than shits. Oh. (laughs) I bet they are. more shits I think they are more giggles than shits. I think they're less shits than giggles. They're more giggles. Yeah, that's what I just said. You just said it differently. Did I? Um, So we have... So you on the phone, are you okay with us using your name or not? I did not ask you that before we went live. <laughs> I, I think so, Jess. I think we can use real names. Sorry. Okay. So we have my friend Ash here. 
And um, he he has a foreskin. Um, so we invited him onto our podcast to talk about that experience. Welcome. Yay. Welcome, Ash. That's also on my LinkedIn profile. Just right Is it? Yeah. Got foreskin. I feel like it's a good selling point. Yeah, you're like, hi, my name is Ash, and I have a foreskin. Chuck you should definitely we, intro that way. Yeah. Chuck said we should bars. just call him Mr. Foreskin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I make the cartoon wow. for that? <laughs> so I feel like I know probably way too much about your penis already due to the fact that your wife is one of my best friends. Um, Not that women talk about that stuff. Hey, Haley. <laughs> <laughs> we never... We never talk about that stuff. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. Your penis has never come up in conversation that is a single time. grounds. <laughs> um, so I just, starting out, Ash, uh, can you just give us an overview of like your experience of having your whole penis, negative or positive? <laughs> That's a big question. That is a big question. I listened to your podcast yeah. just this morning because I've caught up on the whole, I never knew so much about my penis until I listened to your podcast. Now I feel like an expert. I'm walking around a little bit taller. So I taught you more about your penis, even though you have a foreskin. <laughs> well, I grew up with British parents, so sex was not talked about, nor body parts. I think I didn't even know what it was. Yeah, like most families. I feel like that's normal. Yeah. Only birth workers' children know what sex is. <laughs> well, my parents were kind of like that, too, so I don't know where we came from, Ash, because... <laughs> <laughs> they caught up very quickly. That's, that's not been the experience of our friendship. <laughs> that's called rebelling. <laughs> breakdown uh, yeah i think you know it's really funny i was thinking when i was listening to your podcast how funny it is yeah. you do have a foreskin like i was talking to one of the guys this morning and the instant reaction with guys who don't have foreskins are like oh you're gross and i was like oh that's nice good morning yeah <laughs> that's really nice of you thanks yeah, i really appreciate the compliment thanks thanks i'll go and cut it <laughs> off right now with it yeah uh no i think that's a main majority like most of the guys i grew up with had what we call german helmets so uh, yeah yeah <laughs> We'd like to do, although we'd like to although French Germans French. don't actually circumcise, so that might not actually be accurate. I think that was the mocking in the war. We just had to pick anything wrong with them, including Hitler had one <laughs> testicle. So anything we could focus on, <laughs> try to. We've not much else I, going for us. Cheers to that. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of been my experience. But you know, guys don't talk about this kind of shit that much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've never sat in a bar and been like, "So, do you have full skip?" It's not yeah. one of the passing com- conversations you normally have. Well, I do remember, though, the first time I ever met you. Do you recall that experience? It involved your penis? <laughs> was I drinking? Uh, yes, you were. Okay, that's probably, yeah, but it, it did not involve your penis in actuality. But do you remember oh. the time that um, you were in a hot tub with a whole bunch of our mutual friends? And um, you probably- pulled me into the hot tub without spilling my margarita. Do you remember that experience? I'm a... I'm a functioning alcoholic, so I appreciate never spilling. That's a man. It's a gift. Yeah. (laughs) But we were all in that hot tub, and um, as I used to do very often when I would be drinking margaritas, uh, I decided to bring up circumcision in the midst of this hot tub of drinking people. (laughs) Hence why she saves so many penises in bars. Also, I probably did it because I heard your accent, and I had a feeling you probably had one, so just... um, (laughs) I think I got kicked out of that hot tub. We did did eventually... um, but remember, uh, we were all talking, and I was like, uh, I just want to say one thing. Like, don't circumcise your kids. And everyone in the hot tub was like, ew, that's gross. You remember that? And you were like, um, I've got all my bits and pieces, and if this baby comes out a boy, he's going to have his bits and pieces. So uh, whatever, F off. I, I really hope I sound like that. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> no, uh, I think I probably said something like that, but it's probably edited with a bit of colorful language at the same time. Yeah. 
Um, I thought, alcohol I makes you say really beautiful day. things sometimes. You know what? Like I was talking to a friend who's an Australian who had just a bunch of whingers. So, um, but he had a boy and he had his boy circumcised. And we got this massive yeah. argument, mainly because I think I know you, Jess. So I was like, uh-huh. I would stand up for rights. And it was so stupid because it was exactly what you guys were talking about was the fact, oh, well, I've got my dick cut, so my son's going to have it. And I'm just like, how does that make sense? Yeah. But it's kind of weird, though, because, and this is going to sound weird, me and my sister were talking about it because my dad circumcised, but none of us boys were. And I always wondered why, but I think my dad was more, the Scots, my dad's Scottish, so they do circumcise. Yeah. And I think it was more of a case of education on my mum's side, so. The point was basically, I think my parents decided it wasn't needed at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I am grateful. In fact, they didn't do it. So I, I would just like to say, like, growing up with a foreskin, since we've heard so many problems about it, have you ever had a problem with your foreskin other than like the fact that you've heard people say they think something bad about it? Have you ever had a problem that you're like, oh, this thing is awful? I wish someone would have cut it off of me. Well, I, th- I think, like most guys, I've caught it in my zipper. What's an absolute bitch. <laughs> I want to let you know. I feel like that happens with men without foreskins also, though. Like, guys, do you guys catch your dick in zippers sometimes? Oh. Fuck no. Oh, I have a. (laughs) Oh, shit, I'm wrong. I feel the anger with that. He's like, no, I'm not a retard. What are you talking about? (laughs) I don't control my dick. There's a reason I never zip my pants up now. I choose to just walk around free, just in case that one time. Yeah. But like, have like, was it something that like continuously plagued you with infections or horrible things happening? Uh, no, never really had any issues. That's the one thing because I remember growing up and everybody's like, oh, you know, you're more likely to get like infections, blah blah blah. It never happened. Yeah. Maybe. So you've never had a UTI? No. That's awesome because I mean it's a green once, he's but he's that's not a UTI, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's called Green. It's a lot more concerning. I passed that off as something else, but I don't call it a UTI. Were you swimming in a pool of green jello? Oh, damn it. How did you know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's put it this way. The pool wasn't green when I got in. So (laughs) I'm still blaming the pool for this one. Yes. Just use your part merman. Listen, you have to to pick the fuzzies out. He did. He Uh, said that he did I know you said that already, but I'm just reminding you, pick out the fuzzies. I came straight home and I was like, damn, there's fuzzies in here. And I went and got (laughs) And I was was (laughs) at that point. You just picked him right out. I didn't even put my pants back on. I'm literally talking with any pants right now. So <laughs> we support that. We Cheers. Support that. We were gonna. We are gonna say that Ash is uh, calling in remotely. He is not sitting in the room with us without any pants on. <laughs> I mean, I'm for that, but there's. But we support his pantslessness. The legal. Yeah, England, uh, England's jealous. Yeah. So we want to ask you: um, Is it England, hard? The on the country. Is it hard to keep? Your penis clean. Sorry, the child in me, as soon as you said hard, just started wanting to laugh. It's <laughs> yes. okay, we do that too. We usually make welcome jokes about the, it. I'm sorry welcome we missed to the club. Yeah. That's what he said. Well, your pants are off, so stroke it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm on a plane right now. That was too <laughs> I will be there in eight hours and you will be back. <laughs> but I'm whiskey with me. Uh, yes, bring all the whiskey, please. Uh, no, never. I think, you know, the soap thing I found was quite interesting on the last podcast that was yeah learned so you know i feel like a better man now but so <laughs> anti-soap so before that you were you were using soap but you still were not having problems so it's not like you're even if you're set, set yourself yeah. up for failure it's still quite difficult yeah like. it's, I, I don't think i've ever met anybody that's had a problem with that i think it's all the rumor mills 
Yeah, I feel like that's a that's only a problem in America. So it's only American penises that have problems having foreskin. <laughs> I don't know. So. Probably the French as well. Never trust them. <laughs> that's fair. Oh, the damn French. <laughs> I've also heard rumors in the U.S. that it was around the wars. So like when you were in trenches and you couldn't clean yourself as much, that was when it became really like a social media. Like a social so media Ash, could you go? Could you go live in a trench for a week for us without a shower? I just kind of feel like my dick was. Hurting, I feel like if my dick was hurting in a trench, I'd be more worried about getting my head blown off. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, it's like, oh, my, my penis edges a little bit. Oh, it just burns my pity a little bit. Your dickhead or your This is the worst trench head. ever, guys. Can we just jump out? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that when I my penis feels good in this trench, yeah. they least. should have they should have had trench girls that just walked from trench to trench, like cleaning penis heads. No, clean with, your own penis. I don't want that job with clean fresh water. I think we sent them no, over the line first. Penis. Like you guys charge first. You know you want to die because of the pain. You go first. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah, morale would it, probably it, work really well. I'd be like, oh, here comes the penis lady. <laughs> That's what's My morale <laughs> has been amazing. I think that's what scared the Germans. Like, oh, God, the bad penises are coming. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> before they get across. She's going to be like, any penises left? You'll be like, yes, mine, please. <laughs> but I did yours already. It's okay. It's I really extra like dirty. to be clean. <laughs> One more for the road. <laughs> that's a woman sound. <laughs> um, so what do you think about... Uh, people who want to circumcise babies because of all the myths we hear or what do you think about the American obsession in general with circumcising babies? Like, do you have thoughts on that? Um, I personally, I mean, for myself, if we had having another kid, I wouldn't. I personally think give the kid a chance. I think times have moved on and we're more educated than we were back in the day. So I do think it's kind of a misconception, like you said in your last podcast, and I think it's about kind of education. But I also understand where the guys are coming from because if you've known that, you want your kid to actually grow up to, you can explain things to them, what you've understood, but I think times are changing for sure. Yeah, and the information is out there to see that foreskins aren't actually bad like we've been led to believe for a long time. Yeah, it's misconception. I mean, where the origins of it came from and then trying to justify it from that point of view, but... I definitely, every father I meet who has a boy, it seems like they mainly do it because they have it done. No real medical reason. So, yeah. But I think the more information that gets out there for the newer dads, they may kind of change their minds. But it's, you know, I think giving a kid freedom of choice, like anything, as soon as they get old enough, kids got to be, you know, older before they can make any kind of crazy decisions about their body, I think. Yeah. So I just want to ask you, do you like, do you like your foreskin? I mean, I have painted it a few times, like I've got like 20, 25 pictures. Wait, just the foreskin or the whole thing? No, just the foreskin. You know, I like to focus on the main thing and it confuses well, me. I got a question for you. Have you ever worn that G-string with the elephant thing and you just cut the trunk out since you already have your foreskin? Um, I'd have to answer that with, is it warm or cold outside? I inherited the jeans, so it has to be perfect condition. As a man, we're going with the warm. Yeah. <laughs> Asking perfect conditions, I have to. It would be a, it would be a little baby elephant, I reckon, if you went that route. <laughs> he lives in Canada. <laughs> oh, it's never warm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm going to be edited off this podcast. I'm pretty- absolutely no, you will not. not. Absolutely not. I warned everyone today that anything I said, if it gets deleted, I will never do this yeah. again. <laughs> We're not going to circumcise anything out of this podcast. Oh. No, we will not. <laughs> this podcast is intact. Yeah, intact. Except Completely. for the beginning where we've already bleeped out. So, I, you have question. Do you have a list of no, questions? No, I'm done. You ask your question. Okay, Ash. Hi, Kim here. Oh, Kim. Yet. Hey, my favorites on the how- podcast. 
You're okay. Well, there's only three of us, so <laughs> that's why it gets awkward. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so guess. can you can you tell everybody what 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 is the favorite part of your foreskin? I know it's a tough question. The favorite part. Top, what's bottom, the, what, side. What's the side. favorite part? What's the best thing about your foreskin? Oh, that is, I've never actually thought about that question. All right. Well, then let me put it to you this way as a man. Yeah. I don't have a foreskin, but I've been told that it's nice to have that glide mechanism. Yeah. I, you know, oh. after listening to that podcast, I didn't even know I had a glide ability. Now I feel so <laughs> Yeah. Well, hey. Hashtag glide I, I don't have a glide ability. So I think my penis went from a Ford to a Ferrari as soon as I lifted it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've been trying to tell you that for five years, Ash. I'm in marketing, and I'm just going to put a whole new spin on this thing. I'm like, new. <laughs> From a Ford to a Ferrari. Or That's a, our next show. Or a whole new glide. Yeah, a whole new glide. It may be the glide. No, I've glide. never thought about it, but after listening to the last podcast, it may be the glide technique. Well, yeah. after, after this, Ferrari's new slogan is going to be, if you got a Forest can, this is the car for you. <laughs> 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 You're probably a dick. <laughs> Because you are a dick. No question about it. <laughs> is there anyone out there with a Ferrari who is not a dick? You just know one guy just crashed his car going, oh, God. <laughs> well, I will say I'm not going to ask you too many sexual questions, but I do know from being best friends with your wife that there's no complaints in the sexual department, and she gives your Obviously penis. Obviously not. They're still married. <laughs> I mean, she gives your penis. A- liquid, but that's fine. She gives your penis an That's A+. That's probably because of snoring, not because of sex. Yeah, that is 100% because of snoring. That's just because he needs more room for his foreskin. <laughs> I have a miniature bed that's next to my bed, just for, <laughs> just for the foreskin. Yeah, I'm going to snore on at night. It's a sleeping bag, yeah. just like a foreskin. You, need a, you need a little mini crown to put on your penis now. <laughs> that would be a T-shirt I would buy. <laughs> All right, Ash. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Well, now that we've talked of your dick so much, <laughs> did we did we talk it up? Ah, oh, I'm feeling great. I'm literally walking out of the house with no pants on right now, and it's <laughs> just to, just just because I can. So we didn't talk it up; we talked it out. Yeah. Loud, <laughs> loud, loud, and proud, Ash. Loud and proud. As always. Yes. As always. Well, I'm in for your I sake. Know, I hope your I wife know. is home after this podcast. <laughs> she needs to listen to this episode so she knows how amazing your penis is. <laughs> Also, for the record, his well, wife is... like I is, said, they're still married, so I think he's good. <laughs> also, for the record, his wife is one of my favorite people, the founder of Beluga, oh, Beluga Baby, Bambi, Baby, Bambi, yeah. Baby Raps. Four, way, stretch. Hey, so you she, know all about that. She He's likes to say that her husband has a, not a bamboo, but a foreskin penis wrap with a very <laughs> nice four-way stretch. And you reduce crime by 40%, so thank you, Ash. Yes. I like he the guy inspired the wrap, but, you know, that's just me. He increases crying by 40%, but in the good way. <laughs> Thanks for bring, being brave enough to come on our podcast so we can talk all about your penis. I, I, never- I know for a fact when Haley listens to this podcast, I'm going to get at least three eye rolls. <laughs> and it just means and, it's a healthy relationship. Yeah. You got to challenge it a little yeah. bit. <laughs> uh, she's, she's an absolute legend and uh, way too much to say about her. She's, uh, as you know, Jess, she's pretty cool. She is. She is. That was, my, that was my good dig as a husband, being like, if she is listening to this, I've got to get some brownie That's points. scoring you some points right yeah, there, like, brother. Oh, right. Yeah. She's the best. Sometimes I What's say the that worst thing you can say about your wife? Yeah. She's really cool. Just what else do you want to say about my foreskin? <laughs> See, all that good talk to your wife is going to score your foreskin some points. 
points. <laughs> Some gliding action. So what what can you what do you want to end your phone call with? Like what what message do you want to put out there? What do you want to say about your diac? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a great place to store change. You know. Right? <laughs> it's good. Hand. <laughs> what about pocket pussy? Is that a thing? Never know. Uh, I'm going to say dad should rethink it before they do it and listen to you guys because I am now a massive fan and I made two gentlemen very awkward in a car this morning talking about foreskin. So my day is complete. (laughs) Yes. So I have to say raise your whiskey glass because you told me you're drinking whiskey and we're going to say cheers to Ash's foreskin. Cheers. (laughs) Way to have an intact dick there, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully I get to meet you guys one day. You oh, will. Yeah, yeah, we will. Will. One, Actually, let's one go day. visit you. Yeah. Yes. Good idea. Good We're idea. Go visit you. And say right. Yeah, we'll come to you, crash your exciting. fucking house, and leave it a mess. When we leave. <laughs> yes. well, there will be whiskey you know on top. Your bottles you are in this room right now. <laughs> <laughs> but you have a foreskin, so we can trash your house. <laughs> yeah. Ferrari. Let's call it Ferrari. <laughs> That's right, Ferrari. Yes, That's right. you have Sorry, a Ferrari, Mr. Ferrari. <laughs> the Ferrari of penises. Yeah. All right. Well, I will talk to you later, Ash, and I will probably be video chatting your wife to talk about this. I will <laughs> it was um, Ash. It was so nice to meet you. To meet you finally on verbally, <laughs> verbally meet you. Great to meet you guys. I'm gonna go put on pants now for when you go. All right, yeah, that's a shame. Don't do that. Wah, don't, wah, don't do that. Well, she's coming yeah. home. Leave them off. Don't yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Great talking with you. All right. Talk to you later, Ash. Thanks, Bye. Ash. Okay. Now that we have talked to someone that has a foreskin and is happy with his foreskin and likes it and want to get rid of it, um, we wanted to move on to some stories of other men that are not happy with the fact that they don't have a foreskin in some of their experiences. Um, my husband was supposed to be here today, but um, the situation didn't work out for him to be here. He also said he, he was, works for a living. He also said he was having a hard time being articulate about what he wants to say. So he said that he wanted me to tell his, his story from my perspective, um, which I think is interesting. That's so interesting. You guys can feel free to just like talk right now. You don't I don't need to talk for like the next 10 minutes. Okay. All right, good. Start. Go. Could you be my support here? Yeah, I'm I'm supporting you. you. Okay, good. We have to hear his story first. Okay. So my husband was circumcised as a baby, like most Americans his age were. Um he did not realize that there were any problems with his penis or that they weren't normal the things he was experiencing until after I started learning about circumcision so when I started learning about circumcision due to my career and wanting to have information for the moms Save and dads baby penises yeah for the moms and dads that I was serving um, he started hearing the information and I had no idea for like the first eight years of our marriage that the head of my husband's penis was completely numb. So is this normal? Does anyone else here have that problem? Mine is definitely not numb, thankfully. Mm -hmm. Not numb. Okay. So some men, due to like how tight their circumcision is or how much callousing they have on their penis... That is a thing that can happen, and I've other had other men say that like they don't really get sensation from the head of their penis. But it was because she talks to men at bars all the time about their penises, so she (laughs) learns a lot of. 
It's a thing. <laughs> and clients and, you know, just, you know, I talk about penises a lot. Um, but yeah, his, the, t- the head of his penis was completely numb and he just thought it was normal because it was the experience that he had had for as far back as he could remember. Um, and so he started uh, toying with the idea of restoration. So for anyone out there who doesn't know what restoration is, um, basically it relies on the principle of mitosis of skin cells. You can't actually grow back your foreskin, but if you put enough pressure on existing skin cells, they will start to divide and you can eventually grow back skin over the end of your penis. With the idea that then the end of your penis would be covered all the time yes. and thus become more sensitive. Yes, because like we talked about in the last episode, that over time, if your penis is um, not covered, it will grow that callus layer. But just like if your feet, like we talked about in the last episode, get calloused over the summer walking on gravel, if you then... Like Meredith, put, because she's a dirty Exactly. Heavy. If you then put them in shoes again the callousing will come off and your feet will again be sensitive. So the same thing can happen to your penis. So he, so I actually, um, he kept trying to get me to go through the process of like finding the device for him and making it happen. And I really wanted it to be his process. So I was not going to do it. Can't do that for you, Brian. No. I was Grow not, your own foreskin. Brian. I wanted that to be completely his, his decision. And he eventually did. It was a, it was a long process, but he, he went through the whole thing of getting a device to go through restoration. But I just want to say that when he started restoring... Oh, there was a huge change, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you noticed a huge change. It was For him and me, within, like, a month of him starting restoring and having, like, his penis covered for most of the time when he was wearing his device, like, his sensation changed a lot. But he also gained extra slack skin very quickly, and my sensation changed. For the better. Oh, so much for the better. You talked about this, like, every day while it was happening. Oh, my God. (laughs) You're like, oh, my God. I just had, like, like, six orgasms in, like, five minutes. It's one of the biggest reasons why he got a vasectomy, because it was, we were really having a lot of close calls during that period of time. (laughs) But he had so much more sensation. Um, but it, I think it also was like a weird process for him coming to, to the realization of like why um, his penis was not like that. And, you know, also like what we we're talking about, not being mad at his parents or whatever, but also realizing that he wishes he did still have his foreskin. Um, so I, I guess that's really his story in a, in a nutshell, mm-hmm. in a box. Is he going to keep regrowing? Yes, he actually goes through periods where he stops, and then he starts again. And he stops and he starts again, mm-hmm. um, but he's he's still yeah he's still working on it. It's a very long, long process. So how long did he wear the device before you could notice like a difference in he the said way? Like a month, right? It was about he, a, it was about a month. four weeks. That's it. It was yeah. Wow. He he gained a lot of sensitivity back. His stroke his stroke changed. Um, There's a lot of things that changed. For we like, talked we talked about how strokes are different for intact different men. folks. The guys different in the room were laughing when I said that. Strokes. But intact men have different stroke than you don't have to pound it uh, like porn star. Circumcised men. We have to do modified yeah. things like uh, I do this thing I, I call the wave. Yeah. I only call it to myself in my head until yeah. just now. Do the wave. I try to be conscious and sensitive of the so fact that I have. Name this your brutal sexual circumcised penis, and so I try to, I try to, 
I have the wave. I call yes. <laughs> Marielle's never even heard this, but she has now. So <laughs> you're she's probably she's be like, oh, you're I like the wave. I like the wave. I know what I want, he's talking about. I wonder about. if she knows the wave. She's like, <laughs> she'll be able to say, "Hey, baby, give I me think the wave. she does. I need the wave. She's like, I'm like a surfer girl. I ride that wave. <laughs> she's like Beyonce, <laughs> surfboard. <laughs> Also, the other person will be over her head. Yeah. Like a ride. As England Woo! showed us. Yes. Arms in the air like you just don't care. Exactly. Also, there's a community of people doing this, reclaiming their foreskin. So if you're a man who's interested in that, there is a community of people doing there that. There is. And so it's like going back to the fact that there's a lot of people that think that every circumcised man is grateful for the fact that he's circumcised. But there's a huge community out there, people that are not grateful that they're circumcised, which is why Brother K is our sponsor, which is why there's the I am not thankful hashtag and webpage. There's the bloodstained men uh, web page is men who are trying to spread awareness that they are not thankful that they were circumcised and they wish they had that choice. What about the idea that there that men do not like there are people out there that are like absolutely not men do not suffer any emotional consequences. They don't care at mm-hmm. all. Like everything that you're saying is ridiculous. Like can you guys exhibit A and how do you guys feel about that? Like today. do you do you think that's true that there's no way men care about this or do you think that they do have, you know, emotional issues or just wish they had their foreskin? Or emotion even emotional reactions that they don't even know they're having. Yeah. All right. I th- I think a lot of people are different. Everybody in this world's different. So everybody is going to react differently to trauma as you want to call it or any kind of pain or anything like that, I think everybody's going to react to that differently. Like I had no reaction to my circumcision until I saw that video. Yeah. You know, that but you there, but, but that's going to be different for everybody. Yeah. I think there, there, I'm sure there's multiple men out there. that have no repercussion from it. or don't think anything about it because they just don't give a shit. Or yeah. ignorant, like ignorance like, is bliss kind of thing. Yeah. And I also think that, you know, the more you learn about it, maybe that, the more it'll tie your mind to what happened to you in that during that process, you know? Yeah. Like I never thought at one one time in my life that I would ever think about it. You know what I mean? But since educating myself and seeing a video, that's the only reason that I've thought about it. Yeah. And I'm glad I did for my kids' sakes, but I just I don't think everybody in the world's gonna think that. No, I don't think Everybody's going to be traumatized about about it. I think everybody's different. Everybody yeah. deals with pain and things differently than than the next person. And the psychological things that happen. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say something, Andrew? Yeah, I mean, uh, like like Chuck was saying. I mean, people have you you got to learn how to deal with trauma, no matter what it is. And mostly, you just see and understand what you can, and then you just move forward with that in mind in relation to other decisions and and, and other decisions. And, that, and that's what this is about: is not so much looking back. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed. Yeah. I wish I had. I wish I was intact. But I'm not mad at my mom or mm-hmm. you know anything like that. I'm mad at myself for the decisions that I made not to listen yes. uh, sooner on. And that's that's all I can that's all I can say. If it, hey, if there was a quick and easy lay, lay down on a table and go to sleep for twelve hours procedure, and I could have it back, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. So we were well, that says a lot. We were talking about uh, restoration and how like I'm going to say this a long hard 
That's what she said, process. Um, <laughs> you can't call her out when she calls herself out. I know, but it is. It's, it's not an easy process. Um, but we have, so we put out a, a request for letters for people to tell us how they felt about being circumcised. And we have a letter that kind of, well, we first have, I'm going to read two. We have two letters. I'm going to read the first one first. It, it, it talks about a little bit more about people who wish they weren't circumcised. Um, and this was uh, someone who wanted to remain, remain anonymous, but who wrote into our email. Um, so the letter says, hello, this is a letter, letter in regards to men who have been circumcised. Um, I'm a 30-year-old father of two boys, three years and three months. Being a father is a dream come true for me. Before I had kids, I knew that I needed to research and understand the best way to raise a child. I came across peaceful parenting and quickly thereafter intactivism. So for anyone who doesn't know out there, intactivism is the activism against circumcision. So we call it intactivism because a person who is not circumcised, it can be referred to as intact. It's a great idea. Yeah. It's a great play on words. I love it. This is also a great play on words. I'm sorry if this offends you. He said, I was blown away. <laughs> like a blowjob. Uh, by what I learned about circumcision and penile anatomy. Um Sorry, I lost my place. I always thought if my parents chopped my foreskin off, it must have been for a good reason. Foreskin must be useless, disposable. Now having read even more and having two healthy whole boys, um, I can't understand how that happened to me. Knowing what was taken from me is almost unbearable. I look at my two boys and think, how could I ever do that to them? I couldn't. Why was this done to me? I'll never know what I miss. How do we move on from this as a society, generation after generation of men with a part of their body stolen from them at birth by their own parents, doctors, medical fraud, child abuse, maiming? Perhaps we can evolve pa past this. I hope we can. Um, so I feel like those are really strong words from someone about how they feel about what happened to them. And really how we move on from this as a society is by men like him and men like who we have here who are willing to see what happened and realize that they mm -hmm. can break the cycle. It, it's just, when you step back and look at it, it's really clear to me that this is a social norm, not a medical norm. So, yeah. I mean, it's a medical norm for us. It's, but, or it's a social norm in America, but in right. other countries, it's completely the opposite. Right. right. Which so is why it's 50-50, like when, changing even beyond that at right. this point. And then Americans have the, you know, they think, they sit back and say, well, why are those moms holding their daughters down in other countries, mutilating their genitals, just for the reason of, like, their husbands finding them more attractive? It, it just, it disgusts us. But the fact is that we are doing the same thing here in the United States and we have proven this and yet yeah. it still continues because it's so acceptable socially. Yeah. Well, that goes along. My husband also said when he told me he wanted me to tell his story because he was having trouble putting words to it, he said at the end that he wanted me to say, um, I guess I would also say to parents to really think about how FGM, female genital mutilation, and circumcision are all the same thing and the sh choice should be given to consenting adults and not a baby. Right. Um, so yeah, you're taking a choice away from a baby who will become an adult and who might not like the decision you made, especially with all the information out there. Mm -hmm. um, does somebody else want to read the last letter that we got? I can and, read it. Okay. I feel like, I want to say too, like I feel like even though we've gotten stories from people that share that they feel differently than what we're sharing in our podcast, like it is a really common story yeah. to feel like you've been deprived of something because of your circumcision as a child and 
there will be both sides, but ultimately like if you are someone who's questioning or wants to know information or who is challenging that, like there is a community for you. Mm-hmm. So seek it out because even within like the couple of weeks that we've shared these stories, like people are writing into us in yeah. support of what we're saying. So. There is an emotional response to this feeling. Yeah. Whether people show it publicly very often or not. Right. And it doesn't mean just because you admit there's an emotional response, like Chuck and I have an awesome awesome sex life that all of you have to hear all about way Bang more than ring. you thanks Kim way more than and you ever Chuck. wanted to but that doesn't mean well, you're way. welcome since I'm part of that <laughs> my brother is cheering us in a very sarcastic way but the point is like he can say to you this is a problem let's change it but you can still yeah. have a great sex life with the penis you currently have yeah. and also say I'm going to break this cycle of abuse that we're, you know, instilling in our children. Because I realize it's not necessary to take but this away from my son. Right. right. Yeah. All right. So let's read the last one and get these guys out of here before they go crazy. Okay. So this is an anonymous story. So I'm in my mid-20s and I was circumcised when I was a small child. I don't hold any grudges against my parents for the decision. I don't believe they were fully informed of the consequences of their decision, which is a theme that I feel like we've heard today yeah. in our podcast. How I do feel about it. I don't like that I wasn't given choice in the matter. I don't like the fact that I am till now living abnormally, but this is what I must learn to live with. I have never experienced anything different to what I currently have. If there are future problems, once I am married, I'll consider restoring. Hopefully, for, Forgan, Forgen, Origin. Forgen will have their research completed by that time, should the issue ever arise, and I can rejuvenate my foreskin. So Forigen is a company that is looking into using stem cell research to actually regrow actual foreskins. Um, this would not okay. be occurring. As a man, all I got to say is maybe that's something they can possibly do, but it's never going to be what it was. I just There's no way it's going to be exactly the same. Probably not, but it could be as closer to what even restoring men could get since they're well, using stem cells to actually replicate the Maybe not psychologically, okay. but maybe physically. I mean, physically, I'm, I'm yes. I'm 42, but, and yeah. if I decided, which I'm not going to try, because yeah. I don't want to You guys have a great some, sex life, so whatever. I don't want to wear some device for freaking two years to be able to get my foreskin back. I just yeah. don't want to do that and how uncomfortable that sounds. And I don't even know what the device looks like, but that sounds really uncomfortable. I'm pretty sure Brian showed it to you. <laughs> I don't think so. You might have been drunk. Because when Brian told me he was doing it, I didn't really pay attention. Have much to say about it. Yeah. I mean that's that's your thing if that floats yeah. your boat. Some men that's some men want to do that as part of their process and some men don't want to. As their process of healing? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as reclaiming. Been, how are how old are these people that are writing you? Because I mean they've had twenty, thirty, this forty years there. to heal. I think they yeah. said they're in their... So this person was in their 20s? 20s, yeah. The other person... I mean, they're not even halfway through their life. Like, they yeah. could live an entire half a life plus with the foreskin if they mm-hmm. started I mean, I, now. I get it. And I, I mean, I guess, like I said, I don't fault anybody for the things that they want to do, but it's... I would never do that. Like, I'm not going to put yeah. myself through that to regain something that I only had for 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, it's not that like is a I point. knew what it was. So, it's yeah. like, to me, it, what I have is normal. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so then, so there's some men that are like that and that is okay. And then there's some men who they need to be supported in the fact that they do want to try and experience or, mm-hmm. or regrow some of the function that was lost. So that can be possible either with foreskin, like physical foreskin restoration, which is using skin mitosis. And there's a lot of devices out there to try and regrow skin cells. But then also the foragen is trying to use stem cell research to see if they can actually regrow 
actual, actual foreskin, foreskin cells. Yeah. It hasn't happened yet, but the company is in the works to do that. Um, so I, I guess I, we're starting to wrap it up like a dick. Wrap it up like a dick. Always. Um, but, I, I mean, is there anything else you guys want to say to, like, end out this episode before we... Coming to an end. Um, Coming to a climax. I got a little tiny off subject thing I want to say. Okay. Is oh. that a while back we were sitting in, that's right, my garage, and we were all it's drinking It's a pole beers, barn. And, garage uh, is a strong I just want to say that... These girls deserve all the credit for this podcast, but I deserve all the credit because I'm the one that came up with the idea. <laughs> Just want everyone out there to know that, that he this did. was my idea. He encouraged us Not to Not saying do I'm it, taking yeah. the credit because they deserve all the also, credit, can we shout but I'm taking Chuck? the credit because it was my idea. That's who all thought, I got to say. Who had to sit around on the front porch and listen to us gab for years and still years. think that we were funny enough. Can you guys just start taping this so you can like make money on your non-incessant talk? What came first, the chicken or the egg? I can't really say. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew, do you have anything you want to say before we end out this episode? I mean, just in general, not not it's not funny. It's just true. Like there's just a turning back right now. The more information we have about everything, you know, food, you know, lifestyle, all all the things, medical stuff. The, The more we're learning that the most natural approach is generally the best for your body. Yeah. And uh, the free, freedom and choice in, in, that, in that regard is a big thing. And um, I just think this is really good that we're finally having this conversation and that hopefully going forward, uh, they'll be less circumcising. Yeah. So I, I, I do. So. Cheers to that. I, I agree. I just I kind of feel like um, the whole circumcision thing is it's just stupid. Think about... <laughs> Seriously, think about it. It's really yeah. stupid. It's just a money maker. That's all it is. It's to, it's about making money for for hospitals. That's all it is. Because think, give me one animal on this planet besides mm-hmm. us, yeah, that chops off the ends of their 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 kids' penises. Not a single one. Not a one. Not a one. And they don't, and they don't, and they don't have money making industries either. They also don't Not have opposable thumbs to clean it. That's true. So. Um, yeah, so they're not hard to keep clean. No. So, I mean, I just, I do want to say along with what you're saying that I agree. Um, we hear you. It is changing and that again, um, foreskins are awesome. There's nothing dirty about them. Yeah. In (laughs) theory for those of us. So we read and hear and learn. The only, the only mammal on earth that has problems with their foreskins are American men. American men. So it's not, it's not a foreskin problem. It's an information problem and it's a cultural problem. Indeed. Um, And so the way to solve that is not by getting rid of the foreskin. It's by getting more information so that we can you know, fix this problem so that there aren't men that are unhappy that part of their body was stolen. Mm-hmm. So, so we thank all of you yeah. for being willing to... And thank you for sharing with us today. Yeah, to hear this information and listen to the guys talk. Listen to this three-part series. Yeah, um, I hope it helped. give us your feedback on what you think about it. We would love to hear Thanks it. to Brother K again for supporting and thank sponsoring you, us. Thank you so much, Brother K. You're a badass. Thank you, Chuck. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, England. Thank you, England. For and being thank you, Oz. Thank, thank you, the you. people uh, that wrote thanks in. Thanks for the Ryan. hot guy with the um, 
accent with the foreskin you for didn't calling yes. in. We yes. appreciate you. You didn't we appreciate see him. You didn't see what he looked like. You just heard his accent and assumed he was It was hot. enough. No, no, my wife did. So I'm going to try and mimic his um, accent later. Sweet. Yeah. Role play. Cheers to that. Yeah. Okay, so cheers to that hot accent. Right, cheers. And if I can't do a good job, I just want to know if he could give a shout out. Maybe he could call <laughs> and help me out. No, do well, not you call me. Just read a sexy story while no. Chuck works his magic. <laughs> Don't do that. Okay, so for all of you out there, the only thing left that we have to say is cheers. cheers.